It is lights out and away we go. Hello, racers. Welcome to episode 29 of the Harder Soft F1 podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Huff, and I'm joined by my co-host, RJ McCullough. What's up, RJ? Hey, man. Uh, yes, 29. We uh, messed up the title last week. But yes, 29. Uh, I did. I messed up the title well, last week. I wrote it wrong in the sheet. You said it wrong. It's okay. <laughs> we both take equal blame. Uh, yeah, speaking of technical difficulties you're having your own little technical difficulties this week as you are yes. using your phone so i'll be extra producer this week going off the topics but right off the bat another red bull chug because max just refuses to win or refuses to not win yeah and the safety car was no help but all right i'll do get there and get this out of the way said it last week max is doing damage to your heart from the amount of red bulls you're having to chug but Oh my God. Yes. Max is completely unstoppable. He has done a lot of damage to you. I was going to, I was contemplating when, when you asked uh, which Red Bull, if I had a preference for which Red Bull you did, I was like, should I just make him like do something in the game? Cause <laughs> he, he's won so many times. He's done so many Red Bulls. I feel terrible. Keep going at this point. <laughs> Maybe I should try the sugar free one. That, that would have been a good idea. I used to like those. I used that. to drink those all the time. Yeah, I should have thought about that about 20 minutes ago. But that's okay. It wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, I don't know if you saw this, um, since you didn't have a computer, I don't know if you saw this quote from uh, Fernando Alonso that came in. It's a little bit spicy. So Uh-oh. I'm just going to read, read it here because I don't want to get it wrong. <clears throat> Former F1 driver and Sky Sports Co-commentator Martin Brundle has admonished Fernando Alonso for his upcoming move to Aston Martin, stating it that at this point in his career, he had hoped to see Alonso chasing wins over money. When asked for comment, Alonso replied with an out-of-character barb towards Brundle, saying, I think Brundle is just upset because Aston Martin is what we call him in the paddock. <laughs> you got it? Yeah. Aston Martin. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it so took me a second. Up. I was like, what the hell? There's your Alonzo quote out of nowhere. I don't know how he came up with that one. So what the fuck? Whew. It took, Fernando. took me a second. How dare he how dare he call out Martin like that? Um, I, I did see uh that this is un or I guess have you ever seen that 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 I think we talked about it, that clip with Brundle and Christian Horner when they're just like zinging each other back and forth. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, but speaking of Fernando quotes, I saw a really interesting um, comment. Somebody said that Lewis definitely proved him wrong about not knowing how to drive unless he was in the front <laughs> yeah. because he put in a great result this week, starting from yeah. 19th. It's crazy. Yeah, there was like, again, everyone on the grid had penalties, but Lewis was basically at the back 19th. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was tough, tough start. And like, he really didn't get a good start by any means like he started slow and then picked it up throughout the race so yeah it was nice nice finish um excuse me first though we got to mention nick debris so alex albon last minute had to uh withdraw not withdraw but like pull out because of uh i'm gonna read it here because it actually sounds pretty serious uh so today albon was hold on Alex Albon was admitted to hospital on September 10th to undergo surgery for appendicitis, but suffered from some unexpected complications. Um, so he had unexpected post-operative anesthetic complications, 
which led to respiratory failure. He was reintubated and transferred to intensive care where he remained overnight. Um, thankfully, he made excellent progress and has been released from intensive care, but that's pretty crazy. And anything with, uh, what is it called? The anesthetic complications, like. Yeah, anesthesia is, is scary as fuck. It's always scared the shit yeah. out of me because literally if they give you the wrong dose, you can just die. I yeah. did read the, about the complications. That's that's terrifying. Somebody said that um, somebody comment or I read a comment of somebody that their friend pretty much went through the exact same thing. And they said that it took them like they were able to make a full recovery, but that it took them a long time. So it's looking yeah. like maybe Nick will get another driving opportunity in Singapore unless Albon just puts in like an extremely speedy recovery, which hopefully he does. But it is possible we'll see Nick back in the car in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I guess that we finally have a week off, but I mean, DeVries, I don't know how serious of a name he was in the in the conversation for a car, like for a drive next year, but he has to, that had to have put him in the conversation now. I mean, he qualified. Oh, yeah. He made it into Q2, which Latifi has only done like once this year, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think he qualified on his own merit 13th, which really good. And, and he was driving an Aston Martin car in like practice one, just out of, mm-hmm. as like a, they do that for uh, rookies, but yeah. So just switch cars and then do that with like no time. He just found out like that morning is really impressive. He started like ninth on the grid, I think, and then finished ninth. So to get points, like two points in his first drive with the Williams, uh, I mean, I was certainly impressed. And it seemed like all the other drivers, like there's a lot of videos going around of them all like hugging him and congratulating him and just like really talking him up because yeah. that's really impressive. Like. It's not everyone can do that. No, for sure. It's 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 ridiculous. And the the clip of him, I'm not sure if you saw it, where he like he literally couldn't get out of the car after the race. His arms were so like cooked. It was just like like but a, a shit ton of people ran up to help him, which was cool to see. But yeah, he did a great job. Nicholas Latipi should be fucking embarrassed. He should be ashamed of himself. Like yeah. This dude is it's his first time driving in a Formula One race and he does infinitely better than he ever has. I mean, I know Nicholas Latifi got points last season, but I mean, you know, he, he's back in 21st. That is just that is so funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, man, it's insane. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got to lose that spot next year. Like, I don't care how much mm-hmm. money uh, he's paying, like. The TV is not enough. It's it's crazy. I, yeah. I, so ninth. Yeah, that's. But anyways, we gotta talk about because the race finished under a safety car. Uh, we'll get into like more of the details, but we gotta discuss the safety car thing because it's the first, I guess, real situation they've had to for the FIA since they made all these changes after Abu Dhabi last year to yep. put in a different change. Um, so I guess they kind of did go by the book, but. That what didn't make anyone happy either, me included. Like it was just it was setting up. It looked like it was gonna be actually a really exciting finish, and then it just didn't happen because like it was Ricardo's car just stopped in the straight, and then with like five laps left, and then when there was like three laps left, they're like, oh well, we're not just they're not gonna be able to get a crane out there for a while, so basically the race is done. Just like finish another safety car. So yeah. what do you think is the right way to do it? Because Abu Dhabi wasn't the right way to do it, but this doesn't seem like the right way to do it either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In the moment, I was super pissed off, and yeah, they, to their credit, they did follow the book, but I mean, this is definitely not the same situation as Abu Dhabi, but I don't know. I mean, did that deprive us of, you know, having, like, 
pro a proper race finish. Yeah, probably. It's, I think if they would have red flagged it and done a race restart, you know, that would have been exciting. That would have been like a show would have given Charles like a chance because uh, he had no shot uh, if there, if it wasn't going to restart or if the safety car hadn't come in, but it was never going to happen um, if, unless they had done it immediately. And they didn't do that because even on the final lap and Charles was like, let's go. It's like, yeah, but there's still all the unlapped cars have to la unlap themselves or the lap cars have to unlap themselves. It's like, it, it would have taken way too many laps with the safety car. So it's a huge bummer. Um, it, I do think it's unfortunate I'm on my phone and I don't have like proper notes in front of me, but I can briefly bring it up. Uh, the, the F3 ending may have, I don't know if it would have had a big influence, but it might have because um, I do not have the names of the drivers because um, uh, the the new F3 champion was decided with this race and he just got signed with the Aston Martin's like new driver program. Actually, he's their first driver that they signed, which is interesting, but uh, some, there was some Victor, sort of collision with the guy that uh, won the title is Victor Martins uh, for F3, but for F3, he won the title, but he wasn't really necessarily involved in the incident, but he won the title. But uh, yeah, I think Drogovic, the F2 champion, uh, he just signed as reserve driver for Aston Martin. Aston Martin. But yeah, anyways, he, why don't you yeah, explain the, what happened in the F3 thing? Because it was kind of a shit show. Yeah, they, so um, I apologize because I don't have the notes in front of me, but Arthur LeClaire, Charles LeClaire's <laughs> younger brother, was involved in a collision and they red flagged the session. And long story short, they there was like so many penalties going on that with... Um, multiple laps still left to go they just decided to not could finish the race and they just left it that how the the standings were when it was red flagged is how the race will finish and that decided the championship so obviously people were very very pissed off so uh did that have some sort of influence it might have but i just think it's fucking wild that two of our race finales was were ruined at monza by the FIA. So, you know, if if it was for them, you know, if the second one was because they followed the rules, so be it. But I just think it's really funny. Monza has just been a complete shit show this weekend because I'm not sure if you read anything about this, but the actual like infrastructure there is a complete nightmare. Like people were posting like oh, these yeah. lines where you just couldn't see the end of them. And it's like, this is for me to get a bottle of water. Like I missed the entire like FP one, so I could go to the bathroom. It's like fucking crazy. It just sounds like a complete nightmare. And this is the longest running F one track, yeah. so it's like unacceptable. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not like they haven't had races there, or they haven't been there in a while. Like not only do they have an F one race there every year, they have like pretty much every version of motorsport does something there. Like so, yeah. it's it's a Everyone knows that uh, pretty much any variety of motorsports. So yeah, it's uh, interesting that they wouldn't have a better setup, and maybe they just oversold the tickets. But I don't know, kind of strange. I guess maybe at the start of the year when Ferrari was doing good, everyone wanted to get their tickets for Monza, thinking it would be yeah. Ferrari's year. But still, yeah, just yeah, never good to see that. But yeah, I'm just looking at the F3 standings. The guy won Victor Martins. He won by five points. So like. I don't. I think he ended up with like fifth or something in the final race because they—that's mm -hmm. based on the penalties. But yeah, who knows what it could have happened? But that was interesting, kind of 
it's interesting watching the F3. I've watched a few of them, and there's a lot more incidents, you could say. Like this one, they was going down the straight near the first uh, first turn, and Leclerc just kind of hit into the other guy, and then they they all hit each other, and yeah, <laughs> it wasn't good. But is yeah, I think it was like lap 18 of 22, so it must have been the sprint race. But very uh, yeah, very weird way to end the championship title, like just ending Extremely. the race. But uh, in terms of going back to the F1 race, like. Yeah, I don't know that there's like a perfect way to do it. I think like if you just stop it and restart it, that's kind of unfair to the guy that's leading. But at least if you let them both change tires, then it's something. Like they would, like I said, they would have to do a red flag right away and then give them three three laps to duke it out or like extend the race a few laps. But then that's getting into kind of iffy territory because then who decides how many laps it is? And then there's always the, there's the time limit and I don't yeah. know that there's a perfect necessarily answer to it, but it's just not, I guess so maybe another question too is like, if this was say this exact situation happened again in Abu Dhabi, do you think they would handle it this way? Or do you think because it's just a race in the middle of the season where the championships pretty much already decided, like it kind of was easier for them to just be like, ah, oh, well, Max, we'll just let Max win. Yeah, that's, that's a real question because I mean, they, they did it with F3. So, I mean, it's just like, yeah. I know it's not Michael Massey anymore, but <laughs> it, it begs the question. I mean, if this championship was a lot closer, would they have, if, if Charles was like, right. like a race away from taking the lead, like, do you think they would have red flagged it immediately? It's possible. I don't it know. Is, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they followed the rules. Um, I don't really fully understand like like maybe there's certain things that they can only like you do the red flag for, but even with the safety car, it seems super dangerous to like have the car and the excavator there literally on the track. It's just like, I mean, even at those like slower speeds, if somebody like lost control hitting that thing could fucking kill you. So I don't know. It's luckily, you know, it was fine, but it's just, I don't know that. I mean, that could have been, I don't, According to them, that was like following like complete safety protocol. So maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think the where he kind of went off track, there wasn't really a way to get in there. But yeah, I don't know. It's like if it would have, maybe they would have had to take like half an hour to do it the right way and then do all that just for three laps. But it was kind of an anticlimactic finish because I think the way the pit stops worked out between Max and Charles on different strategies, they didn't really like we didn't really get much of a battle at any point. So there was a while where it seemed like maybe the strategies were like it seemed at one point Max was going to have to pit again and then he was going to be right in the area of where Charles was and then there was another safety car or something like 10 laps earlier that just kind of killed that but yeah, um, yeah it was uh, kind of anticlimactic but overall like it, it wasn't a bad race I mean I guess we can go in more into specific teams like I don't know Checo didn't really have a great race I think he yeah he ended up okay I think uh, he got fast slapped and like he did okay but obviously mm-hmm. Max. Another good good race for Max. We don't really have to talk about Max, but there's more interesting stuff to talk about. Like with Ferrari, uh, I thought the car didn't look at, that bad on track, to be honest. Like it, uh, the yellow back and stuff like that wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, look, it, like, it it looks sleek on track. It's just you yeah. know, people were just expecting like a complete livery change. But hmm. yeah, I mean, like the, in hindsight, it's it's it wasn't too too bad. It's not like terrible. Right. But yeah, I think we we're both hoping yeah. for like a white livery with red trim or something. Yeah. Would have been cool. Or yellow even. Yeah, like all all yellow and sweet. Um, 
just real quick. Yeah, the guy that won Formula 2, I don't know if it was the last race there or not, but he clinched because he's up by, like, a Max Verstappen amount of points. Felipe Drogovic. So he's up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he just he's the one that just signed. There was, like, a story that was going around. Again, you never know what to believe necessarily, but that him and his team were willing to pay, like, $7 million for him to get that reserve seat, which he got, so I guess they paid it. Like that seems Holy like an absurd shit. amount just to kind of get your foot slightly in the door. Um, yeah. But I guess like being, I don't know if it's not a strong field of F2 drivers this year or like maybe winning F2 doesn't mean what it used to, but it seems like if you win F2, especially by that much, you should, your name should be up there for within the next few years. But I don't know. Piastri didn't get it right away. So yeah, he had to wait a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't know. Cause to my understanding, Latifi doesn't even like, his his sponsors or the money that he brings isn't even like around uh seven million it could be i don't know in like the long run but like i remember reading something along the lines of like three million okay yeah i don't know how long term the Drogovic thing is but yeah as you, you have seen his name but yeah it's kind of interesting um so yeah, but in general not a bad race for ferrari like obviously charles would have liked to win he got in pole like on his on his own merit which was nice to see it was a good Oh, bless you. <laughs> you remembered to mute, so that was good. Um, yeah. Yeah, you got pole on merit, which was nice to see. But again, just never really had, I don't want to say never really had a chance, but it was it was in the cards that if it was close, Max was going to win, and Max did win. So, But uh, Signs, like, um, if it wasn't for DeVries having, like, his debut, I think Signs would have been the clear driver of the day. Like, he put in an impressive drive, almost got on the podium um, to finish fourth uh, from... Wherever, where did he start? Uh, I don't uh, remember, 16th, but I think. 16th. Starting grid. Let's see. <clears throat> he started 18th, right in front of Lewis. So. Oh, shit. Wait, the thing that they finished. Uh, Magnuson. K-Mag. Interesting. Okay. I had that completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, Signs of Hamilton started 18-19 and finished 4-5. So, overall, like, good... Uh, Good stuff from them. Good, good race for Carlos. Mm-hmm. There were some good midfield battles. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, all in all, not bad. Again, I'm always happy to see Lewis uh, do his thing, kind of going through the track, proving like he said, proving Alonso wrong. So that was pretty good. Uh, George putting in another, like, putting in another good performance, another podium. Mr. Uh, consistency. Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> yeah, I voted. I voted uh, Carlos for driver of the day personally. I know Nick went won it, but. Yeah, Carlos was really, I mean, I mean, Max sort of outshined him a little bit, but I mean, he was just unstoppable. Like he charged so, so neatly. It was, it was great. It was awesome. I mean, him and Lewis, but Carlos just, it took Lewis a little bit longer, but like Carlos yeah. was up into like the top eight within like 11 laps. I was like, God damn, dude, you are flying. Yeah, Carlos actually like. And then maybe I just missed him, but I'm always watching for Lewis stuff. And it felt like Carlos was, was more actually passing of cars, whereas Lewis, like, he did have a few overtakes, but a lot of it was also just, like, timing of the pit stops and stuff. So, yeah, and I mean, that's something to be said, too. But, yeah, there was, like, the one overtake on Alonzo and stuff. There was a few, but it wasn't uh, a ton. I could be wrong on that, but it seemed like, at least visually, Sainz's was more impressive to watch. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah, no, that was good. And then... Uh, yeah, just looking at the standings here. George Russell, fourth, 16 points behind second. Like, crazy. Seven points behind Perez. So, but I guess that uh, leads us to the, also another thing with standings, that Max can clinch the driver's 
title in Singapore. I think he, if he wins and Charles gets like eighth or worse. <laughs> so like realistically, it's, it's, probably yeah. not going to happen there. Probably happened in Japan. Um, it would be <laughs> nice if it happened like at Coda in the U.S. But uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, but probably going to happen over in the what would you call it? The Asian Swing, Japan. Yeah, the Asian Swing. Yeah, so <laughs> Singapore. Yeah. It's exciting. So, yeah, the- uh, dude, we we said at the beginning that at the at the start of this triple header after the summer break, uh, we said that Max had the potential to make this like the most boring triple header ever, and he kind of did. I mean, yeah. three wins back to back is just it's crazy. It's I mean, he's he's won from you know pretty much everywhere on the grid. It's 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 it's, it's really like a level of dominance that is like. I mean, I know Lewis, you know, he had his, like, complete era of dominance, but, like, he is, like, the fact that he's going to win this, like, with so much time left in the season this year is just, like, fucking crazy. Like, by the time we're in Mexico, we're going to be like, let's just fucking get to 2023. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I I can't imagine. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I think when in Mexico, like obviously they're that huge straight, so toe a toe there is gonna be pretty important. Like I wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah. if I mean Max is gonna have it wrapped up by then, so I wouldn't be honestly wouldn't be surprised if he kind of helps Checo out Check to out. get a win in Mexico. Like yeah, it's it's as guys that haven't been in the F1 forever. Like I didn't get to see all those years where Lewis was running away with it by this time, so it's a mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> sort of tough pill to swallow, and it does make you appreciate last year even more. But I think we'll be back there, like. I mean, you got to hope that every year is not like this. And it's not like when you look at each individual race, we've mentioned this before, it's not like each individual race has been like a huge blowout and Max has won everything by like lapping the entire field. Like the, each individual race has had its good moments and has been exciting and entertaining and there has been good storylines. So like Red Bull just For built sure. the fastest, best car. Like Adrian Newey is a genius at building cars and they did it again, put that with the best probably best driver on the grid, most aggressive, like most confident driver on the grid. So that's just what's going to happen, right? So, I mean, Ferrari had his, had every reason to be in the fight too. They just didn't do the right thing strategically. So I think it'll be a good learning lesson for Ferrari in the long run, but kind of tough. But I guess speaking of learning lessons, McLaren didn't really have as good of a Sunday. They had a great Saturday. I mean, the grid, the grid drops kind of helped them out a lot. I think they started like Absolutely. third, fourth. But uh, Lando had an awful start. And Terrible. Danny, yeah, and he kind of pulled it back a bit. I think he finished seventh. Danny actually was having a good race, like arguably his best race of the year. And then his car was the one that caused all the issues at the end, I believe. So, yeah, definitely was. So that was tough to see. His engine just quit on him. It wasn't his fault, right? No, they and they put him on the hards earlier. So, you know, he was already losing positions. I was just like, ah, so disappointing. Big. Just looking at last year, I just... I wanted a good result for him so bad. I, 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 I love Daniel and I do feel like he was driving like pretty well, like, you yeah, know, for was, his sake. There was a quote from Gasly. I don't know if he was just talking him up because he wants him to get drive oh, next yeah. year, but he's Gasly, something, I'm just going to paraphrase, but it's something along the lines of like, he was stuck behind Daniel for tons and tons of laps. And he said like, yeah, he was trying everything, but Daniel drove like perfect. Didn't make a single snake. So he said, he's, like, he's going to have nightmares about trying to pass Daniel tonight because <laughs> just he tried everything and daniel drove perfectly and didn't make one mistake so again i don't know if that's just trying to like hype up hype him up to get a drive next year but i think the 
people in the know, like people that know the technical stuff could see through that if it's not true. So I don't know right. if it would actually do him any favor. So I'll take him at face value. That's good for Daniel. Um, I don't know. Any, any other thoughts from the race? I guess I can go through the points. I'm just, you brought up Pierre. I'm just thinking who the fuck is going to get this other Alpine seat? Cause like, yeah, it may not be Pierre at this point. I know it's, it's going just... like up and down, up and down all around. Because, mm-hmm, but I Daniel's name seems to have like completely fallen out of the mix, like not even as a rumor, which is kind of sad to me. Uh, we may still see him next year, but it's it's not looking like it, which is a huge bummer. Yeah, I think the most likely thing at this point, but like with Gasly, the rumors change so quickly. It seems like the the uh, Ricardo reserve driver might actually have some legs to it like they were joking around one of the forget if it was crofty or one of them was joking to daniel like oh daniel you're gonna be doing the doing this uh post-race interview with me next year if you're the reserve driver and then he was like oh i guess i'm not gonna take it then <laughs> but Damn. yeah like i don't know and like there's there's been enough talk of it because i don't know what if if he wants to continue his career in f1 like i don't know if going somewhere else is going to help him but we'll see yeah. hopefully we find out i guess it gives us something to keep watching for but uh, the sure. points getters in Italy were obviously Max first, Charles second, George third, Carlos Sainz fourth, Lewis Hamilton fifth, Sergio Perez sixth with the fastest lap, Lando Norris seventh, Pierre Gasly eighth. I think that's his first top ten in a while. Uh, Nick DeVries ninth, really impressive. And uh, Joe Guan Yu tenth. So, so, so good, good Nick's, points, Nick's points will go to whoever has Albon, right? Is that what we did? Or is that what we agreed on? Or are we just going to not count them? I didn't count them. But what did we do the first for Hulkenberg? I don't remember. He didn't get points. So I don't think we really even right. discussed it. Yeah. It's only two <clears throat> two points. I didn't put him on there. but Whose team is he on? He's on yours. Oh, we can just scrap it. Because he's not Alvon. All right. You did gain eight points on me this week. 54 to 46. So my lead is now 55-0. So you still got some time left. Ah, uh, 55. God damn it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I Even a 1-2 isn't enough. I mean, shit. It's just I squeaking by. I need I need more 1-2s. We had, like, this was probably our best week in terms of, like, the top nine. Like, everyone except for DeVries was, like, in our top eight, nine picks. So... Like, yeah. there was no one way down the list that got it. it was, like, Verstappen, Leclerc, Gasly, Norris for you. And then I guess Joe Guan Yu got one point for you. But aside from that, and then my top four Sweet. got points as well. So, yeah, yeah, it was a good week for our teams. And then yeah, we got a week off. So, we don't have to – I'm actually curious to see now. I know we'll talk about it more next week. But <clears throat> we have <clears> – <throat> excuse me – Singapore next week. I'm just curious now to look at the times because I feel like they're not going to be very forgiving to us. Oh, no, no, not bad at all. Uh Practice 1, 6 a.m., practice 2, 9 a.m., practice 3, 6 a.m., qualifying 9 a.m., and race 8 a.m. So, all things considered, it's I thought bad. it was going to be a lot. Yeah, those going to be a lot earlier than that. So, 8 a.m. race, quality at 9, not bad at all. Can handle that. Yeah, so that's... What about Japan? Japan? I don't have too much. Ooh, Japan, Is that's Japan funny. worse? It's got to be worse. And then after Japan, we've got Kota, so that'll be cool. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon, Japan, race. Ooh, Japan's going to be interesting. Kuali is at 2 a.m. And the race is at 1 a.m. 
Holy shit, really? So that's going to be a stay up, obviously. Oh my god. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm excited. So if Max wins there, there's going to be a lot of people that won't even be watching it live. Nope, I will be. I will be, too, even though, I mean, at this point, whatever. He deserves it. We'll get lit, have a late night. Yeah. Have a late night up one race. Fuck yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not really too much to discuss this week other than that. We are going to do more of a preview next week. We'll probably do, I don't know, we might do a podium next week, maybe not. But, uh, yeah, we have the F2 and F3 champions decided, so I don't know if that'll um, influence the driver's market whatsoever, but I guess that remains to be seen. Uh, like I said, week off in Singapore, where Max can win the title. Uh, yeah, any closing thoughts? Go Max. Yeah, it's been uh, <laughs> yeah, and really a short episode, but yeah, technical issues and uh, yeah, again, yes. not too much to discuss. Um, good drive for Lewis. I do hope. I mean, based on what people have said and the way this tracks are set up, it looks like Singapore is Lewis's probably best realistic chance to win uh, coming down the stretch here. So. Hopefully they have a Mercedes as a good, good week off and they get the car. Good setup. And, uh, and good, good setup going for next week. So, yeah, that's all. Thanks again, obviously, everyone for look for watching or listening or whoever you uh, consume the podcast. You can also oh, find yeah. us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, whatever, at Hardersoft F1 podcast, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Hardersoft F1. Uh, yeah, thanks again for everyone for watching or listening. That's right. <laughs>